for your kids. Your kids are going to listen to the show someday and you wanted to give them one piece of advice. What would it be? And like somebody kind of flipped the script on me and, it, and I would be like, try as many things as you possibly can to learn what it is that you like. And when you find what it is that you like, keep doing it. What is up, our fellow Legacy Ninja? It's interesting when you think about it. You have individuals around you that you can inspire by showing up, playing big, and living your purpose. Those people that we look at that could be closest to you, those could be your kids. So think about what type of legacy you're creating and how that's impacting your kids. Is there something that you're passionate about that you're not chasing after because of the judgment, because you're scared of what other people are going to say? Screw that. Go after what you see. Go after those dreams. Go after those passions. So want to give a shout out to one of our followers, a good friend of ours for the support through buying us a coffee on Buy Me a Coffee, Jeff Race. want to give him a shout out. Thank you for your support. Within this episode, we had the pleasure of having Danny Del Vecchio on, and he spoke about the power of his platform that he's creating with his podcast and what he's doing within that space for his kids. The time capsule, as we talked about, what he's leaving knowledge-wise, information-wise for his kids to look upon later in life, but also the power of creating that time capsule that could be for your kids, but also your grandkids, other people's kids, and how that impacts the raising and the advice that can be given to help others out in this space because being a parent isn't the easiest. It doesn't come with a rule book. It doesn't come with a guidebook. So what do you do? It's that tribe, the community that you create. So within the episode, myself and Danny, we talk about the power of insight, talking to people, finding that insight, giving your insight. The aspect that there's connections everywhere. It's just a matter of having an open eye, looking and finding those. And then the power of expanding and building and taking your ideas and having them grow. So after the episode, take the time and see what type of legacy that you're leaving and how are you impacting your kids? Or maybe you don't have kids, but maybe you have nieces and nephews or you got good friends that have kids that look at you as a godparent, whatever that is. So other than that, enjoy the episode and we'll catch you later. Welcome fellow Legacy Ninjas to another episode of the Legacy Digging Podcast. Coming with different individuals that we meet, their perspective, what they're doing with the legacy that they're extracting, that they're building to impact other people. Uh, one thing we talk about, Patrick and I, is a lot of people don't realize what that legacy is, what they want to build, what they want to leave. And then you miss out on the opportunity really to impact the lives of others by sharing that and really figuring out what it is that you want to do as a legacy ninja. So for tonight's episode, we have the honor of having a special guest on with us, another fellow podcaster. That space is a beautiful space really to meet people. Um, I believe a lot of podcasters have this vision of what they want to do with their legacy, what they want to do to impact other people. And so tonight we have the honor of having Danny Delvecchio on with us. Uh, and I'll have him talk a little bit about his podcast. But Danny, when you think about the legacy piece for you, when you look at your life 
and what you're doing with your kids and the podcast, what does that legacy look like for you and what you're building? Yeah, for sure. And first off, thank you so much for having me. Um, excited to be here, excited to talk about legacy. Um, since my podcast is literally uh, my something that I am trying to create, a legacy that I am trying to create and pass down to my kids, it is like the whole thought process behind what my podcast is, uh, which is kind of cool. But like I said, I mean, uh, my, my podcast is called For My Sons. And my kind of story before that is I've been doing podcasting for a while, like five or six years. And, you know, I did it as I did it for fun, man. Like I, I did it with a friend. Like we started, I started with a friend and we used to just BS about TV and movies and sports and pop culture. And we had a good time. And then I was like, I kind of want to take this a little bit further. So I created another podcast and again, still in that TV and film category and uh, you ever watched the TV show Impractical Jokers? I have. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit. Well, we talked a little bit earlier. So Yeah. So I created this podcast called Where's Larry, which was a, a podcast that was for Impractical Jokers fans. And at the time, the, you know, there was a lot of podcasts in the TV and film category about, you know, Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. There was probably like a hundred Game of Thrones podcasts, right? But there was no Impractical Jokers fan uh, commentary podcast. So that's what I created. And sure enough, people came out of the woodwork and I built a giant audience. And I was like, I think, you know, 60 episodes made so many connections. I met a ton of people that I met, I met all four of the Jokers through that because I was doing that podcast. I had one of them was a guest on the show. I had the executive producer on the show. I've had EPs. I had uh, so many different people, like writers, producers, everything. And I just fell in love with podcasting. Ultimately, what had happened was I had got this big promotion at work, also started having kids at the same time. So, And then my co-host was also you know, had a lot going on with work. He had a second kid and he decided to, to bail. And, uh, I tried to keep it going by myself and I wasn't able to sustain that. So ultimately gave up my audience, which, you know, like I said, uh, 60 episodes, 300,000 downloads or something like that, something insane. Um, and just kind of like walked away from it, not even like realizing what I was doing at the time. So, you know, a couple, Years later, I guess my career at that point, like I said, when I had left that, that podcast, my career was going in a direction that I really liked. Uh, and then a giant acquisition happened at my company mm-hmm. and uh, they kind of shut our division down and had a, had a rough, rough couple of years, like since, uh, since that happened, trying to figure out what I want to do professionally. Um, but I knew that I wanted to get back into podcasting. Because I knew I wanted to do something, you know, that I was passionate about. Also something that like I enjoy doing at the same time. Like, you know, when you're a father, especially when you have young kids too, like two and four, you spend every waking minute with them and you want to, but like, you also want to be able to do something for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, that was sort of where I was like, I want to get back into the podcasting game. So I ultimately 
I was shopping around ideas and, you know, I was thinking about doing something on the business side because I have some experience in sales and in leadership. And then I had this idea where I was like, hey, I really want to do something for my sons and I want to leave it for my son. So, and my original thought was what I want to do is I want to speak to people that have been influential to me and get their advice and their perspective on all different areas of life. And I'll interview them and, and I'll have all these episodes and my sons will have a treasure trove of insight and perspective that they can come back and say, Hey, my dad was spoke to some cool people. He knew some cool people. Um, and he put this together for me so that when I, when I'm older, you know, and I'm starting my own family and my own business and my career, I can go back and listen to these and, and learn from them. That was my original idea. And then I was like, I'm like, is this the most selfish podcast ever on the planet? <laughs> uh, but of course it's not right. Like, of course you think like, if I'm out here talking to all these people that, like I said, have been influential to me, they're going to provide insight and perspective that I feel is going to be something of value for my sons. It's going to be of value for a ton of other people out there. So like when I set out to do it, it was not set out to be a parenting podcast and it sort of turned into that. Mm. Um, So the majority of the conversations that I have are around parenting. And, uh, so, so I think the, the, the one thing I hope is that my kids are parents, mm. <laughs> right? Because maybe uh, some of it would not be as applicable to them if they are not. But again, they will choose whatever path uh, they choose. And I yeah. will be happy with uh, whatever it is that they do. But hopefully, you know, they'll be able to come back and, and get some value from this, from this because it did really turn into more of a, a parenting show and where I, where I talk to other parents and get tips and um, learn about something that they've gone through or overcome or something that they're an expert in, you know, so I've had, um, I've had sleep, I've had sleep coaches and sleep experts. I've had health and wellness experts. I have had, um, uh, you know, parenting coaches, therapists. So mm-hmm. that's, um, that's kind of what it turned into. And it's been, and it's been a lot of fun. And I feel like I am getting that value that I want for my sons. And I'm doing something that I'm proud of. And that, you know, I think that ultimately they will be proud of one day. Mm-hmm. And that is really, you know, kind of how I'm looking at my legacy right now is to leave them something uh, of value and then maybe even turn it into a business that I could potentially hand off to them at some Mm. point. That's awesome. That's my thoughts. That's that's a beautiful thing. I, I look at it because when you look at the parenting space, there's a lot of times I think Parents are kind of scared to sit down and talk, have those conversations because our society is so built on a lot of judgment and the preconceived notions of whatever it is. And I look at this potential avenue with the podcast, with what you're doing, what that does for parents, especially new parents um, that may be scared or don't know, which is okay. We don't, 
the kids don't come with the dang uh, instruction booklet. We already know that. Um, of so course. Having the conversations, because you can read a lot of books, but I think by hearing somebody else speak, hearing the perception, hearing somebody else share their ideas, it can spark something else for a parent. And so when you look at growing up, you had your parents. I know everybody, we grow up and we're like, man, our parents don't know jack shit. And then all of a sudden we get to our age and we're like, they're smarter than what we thought. Yeah, sure. Look at what you've created with the For My Sons podcast, and you look back on your relationship with your parents. What would have looked like had this been something that was around podcasting for your parents? And what would that have done potentially as you as a kid growing up? Have you ever thought about that trajectory if this was around growing up? I, ha- I haven't thought about it from that particular perspective necessarily, but, you know, I think that, you know, as a kid, like I fucked up a lot as a kid, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I um, you know, I, I, you know, got into sm- smoking a lot of weed at a very young age and, you know, smoking cigarettes. I, I was just, I was like a typical, very like rebellious teen, you know? Mm. Um, and I screwed up a lot and, and, I put my parents through a lot of shit, right? So, you know, I think that had they had some sort of resource that they could have gone to to get advice on like how to point me in a better path than what I was going down, Hmm. I think it could have been beneficial for them, could have been more beneficial for me. So yeah, I mean, sure, it, it, it's it's definitely possible. Like they could they could have been impacted by something like what I'm doing. And I know when you first joined the mastermind um, that we're part of with Travis and the inner circle and whatnot, when I was listening to you speak on the way the podcast is set up and really what it was all about, what came to mind was a time capsule type situation where sure. this is being collected in a digital media. And as long as it doesn't ever get destroyed or get deleted, it's there permanently. And so that right there is a beautiful thing because of the passing on of the knowledge. You get sometimes where parents die at an early age. And so if you don't have that chance to really share wisdom and your your kids grow up and they can't hear that, I think this is a great avenue we don't, a lot of people don't want to think about death, but that's a normal part of life. Um, but by having this digital outlet and this medium for you and what you're doing, there is that piece there that's continually going to live regardless of what happens. And so when you think about that longevity and the long-term game, where do you see in regards to the digital media and what you're creating with the podcast? What does that do with creating a foundation of impacting parents um, and then growing that legacy? Because I think when we look at legacy, a lot of times we start here, but as we progress through life, things happen, the journey uh, just on us, things start moving around. Um, and so when you look ultimately at what you're doing, what other part of the legacy is this going to be playing off of that you're wanting to build and the impact that you're wanting to create? Yeah, for sure. And, and like I said, I mean, you know, I, I kind of alluded to this before is like, this could be a business, right? Like I, I look at this podcast as a potential business opportunity, right? And, 
you know, when I went into it, uh, I knew that like I, I was looking at the podcast as a business, but I wasn't sure how I wanted it to run as a business. Right. And like, I felt like I was not qualified to be a parenting coach. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but now as I do the podcast and as I continue to educate myself and as I continue to get experience, I'm like sort of warming up to the idea that I could potentially do some coaching and help out some other fathers out there, you know, one-on-one or as a group or however. Right. So I'm sort of warming up to that, to that idea a little bit, you know, there's so many different, you know, ways that, that you can go with it, but like, you know, it would be nice to potentially figure out how to turn this into the, into a business. And again, still trying to shop what that, ultimate idea is but i'd love to leave my sons a business mm. i'd love to get them and i'd love for them to have a family business that they can get involved in or not get involved in for that matter you know what i mean like again it's it's all about what what they want but you know even if even if they don't don't want it and they sell the business you know that's money for them right so you know i um I would like to, to have that aspect of it because I want to, the other thing is like, I want to teach my kids business because I think that's what they, they don't get that in school. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't really, I mean, and I, up until you got to college or whatever, they, they don't get that through elementary school and in middle school and high school, they don't teach you business. They don't teach you finance. They don't teach you life skills, you know? So, so if, I was doing something along those lines uh, and I had, and I had a business running that I can say to them, Hey, look, this is how we're doing a P and L or this is how we're, you know, doing a, uh, you know, an audit or whatever it is. Right. Like this, it can be used to help me educate them and get them excited about business because I love for them to come out. uh, To be honest with you right now, I'd love for them not to go to college I love to them for them to jump right into uh, some sort of sales position or some sort of follow a passion, get get worldly experience. Yeah. Um, and if you, re- I mean, if you want to be a doctor or something like that, that's another story, right? Like that's a path. But I'd almost rather you jump into something, try some new, try some different things, try your hand at entrepreneurship. Because I wish I had. Like, and this is like where, you know, I go talk about, you know, you talk about what had things been different. If my parents had a resource like that, I spent so much time like, you know, partying and and goofing around. Like I wasn't reading. I wasn't bettering myself. I wasn't setting myself up to be an entrepreneur. Like now I'm 38 and I want to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been in corporate America for 15 years, you know? Um, So like, you know, and now it's like, I, I want to keep my corporate job and pretend, try to be an entrepreneur on the side. Like, I wish I would have done this 15 years ago. Yeah. So, um, you know, but, and that's what I want to put out there for my kids. I want to, I want them to be excited about all different types of opportunities. And one of the things that I always say, you know, I end every single one of my podcasts with, Hey, if you really had one advice for your kids, your kids are going to listen to the show someday. You wanted to give them one piece of advice. What would it be? And like somebody kind of flipped the script on me and it, and I would be like, try as many things as you possibly can to learn what it is that you like. And when you find what it is that you like, keep doing it. Mm. Uh, 
I think that right there alone is one of those things that as uh, the Legacy Ninjas listening to that, that's a point really that a lot of people are struggling with. And I think that's something that somebody that's listening is taking the time, writing that down and saying, what is it that truly lights me up? What is it that drives me? Am I going down that path or am I running away because everybody else tells me not to do that? It's not reasonable, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And then if you're not going that route, what do you need to do to adjust? Because this could potentially lead to a more prosperous and happy life than a lot of people are going down. And so I know it's interesting because you talked about the the parent coaching piece and it's unique because I think as content creators or you get into the coaching realm, sometimes that badge of honor really to step to the next level is who's going to want to listen to me? What, what do I have to share? What do I have to say that somebody's going to pick up? And so I know for myself, what really led me into the coaching world and content creation was I went through a divorce and as guys, we suck with our emotions. And so I think when we think about dads and having kids, sometimes that can be a tough thing of asking for help. Um, because as guys were like, we should know everything. It's like, no, we don't know everything ask for help. And so I think when you look at, when I look at that and I'm thinking about what you're sharing, that's part of that potential legacy that you can start building is helping dads have that confidence to strike up and create a tribe of other dads coming together and start building together. Um, So has that ever been anything until now? I don't know. Um, Has that been something that you've thought about the impact of what you're doing with males and being in that father figure role and what that does by opening up and potentially being vulnerable and transparent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm part of like a couple of these groups, right. Where I, and, and honestly, I get a lot of my ideas from, you know, what I, what people share in these groups, like, and, you know, people share some really, um, you know, some, some really real things, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, some that I feel like, you know what, I have a really good response. I have a really good, uh, uh advice or because I've been through it, you know, like with, with either myself or I've been through it with my, with my kids. So most obviously this would have to be with younger kids since my kids are so much younger, you know? So, you know, if, when I see somebody that's out there looking for help, I'm always jumping in and saying, and giving my perspective. Um, and then the other thing is like, I, I like reading like crazy too, to educate myself too. Mm. And, you know, so when somebody, you know, comes to me and says like, you know, their, you know, son or somebody posts in a, uh, on, online and says, you know, my son's having this gender fluid issue and I don't know what to do about it. You know, I basically said, well, here's what I read about it. Here's a little bit. And if you want to read more, go read this book. Mm. And like, to me, I just, I think I helped that guy, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. You know? So like, I think, um, you know, there, the, the community is really ultimately what obviously I'm trying to do um, with the podcast is to get a loyal community for people to, you know, be able to communicate with each other, throw ideas around. And, and that's what I like too, is like, you know, like I said, try as many things as you possibly can find what you like and see what, find what works. Like I'm all for trying and failing 
because that's how you figure out what works, you know, and that's how you, you, you know, so if you don't try new things, you don't try different methods, you don't expand your horizons or think outside of the box. Like you're just, it's not, you're not going to get anywhere. And, and, and some of the best place to get ideas is, Hey, anybody have any ideas? <laughs> like this is the situation I got who's got like throw me something. So that's what I like. I really love it. I think that's exactly why it's exactly why I do what I do. And uh, it just flows so nicely into the overall grand scheme of, of what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm. And when you're, when you're looking at with that piece, being able to offer the advice, offer your experience, your perspective. And I think that's something that a lot of people have to understand that listen have an open mind, have an open ear, listen, see if it works, see if it fits. If it doesn't fit for you, say, cool, thanks for the advice. Keep on moving. Um, but you just never know because somebody could say something that's shared a little bit differently, shared in a different light that could be that really that nugget that you're looking for. And because somebody shared it differently, it sticks. And so when you're you're building the podcast, when you look at living out your legacy, so you're building the podcast, you're potentially toying with uh, the idea of getting into parent coaching, which is cool. Um, parents need coaches. Everybody needs coaches and whatnot. But when you're looking at living out the legacy with those pieces, what else is coming along that you're either potentially starting to bring on or some ideas that you have that you want to help uh, elongate and get out there to live your legacy more out loud and bring that to the forefront. What is that for you at this time? You know, I guess it's just trying to get my voice and my face out there in as many channels as I possibly can. And this is like, and this is what's amazing about the world that we live in right now um, where the speed of information is just insane and the, and the tools and resources that we have to connect with people is incredible. And, and one of the things that I will totally preach is that you can make amazing connections on social media. You can make amazing connections through podcasting, uh, friendships, mentors, uh, you know, real relationships can develop, um, through social channels. So, you know, the biggest thing that I say is like, if you're out there, like take advantage Mm. of the social channels, like of the social aspect of the social channels, connect Mm. with people, talk to people. Like, you know, I have somebody lined up to record next week and she is, she has a Ted talk. She did a Ted talk. She wrote a book. She has a, a top rated podcast. She had Gary V as a guest on her podcast. And I literally found her online as a recommendation from a friend. She said, Oh, you should check, you should check her out. And I've been following, you know, her for a little while. And, you know, when I see something that resonates with me, I, I give a comment and, you know, I was, I decided to grab her book. I was reading her book and I had a question on the, from the book. I was like, you know what? I wish I would know a little bit more about that. So I literally went on Instagram, I DM'd her the question, I said, hey, I was reading your book and I wanted to know if uh, blah, 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 right? Literally, like less than an hour later, I get a response, (laughs) right? And 
that's like I said, and I'm like, this is incredible. Now I'm now like I, I'm reading a book. I have a question for about for for the author. I can DM them and get a response within an hour. What kind of world is that? Like it's unbelievable. Like our parents would have never fathomed that that we had a world where where we can they can go ahead and, and do that exact scenario right there. But that's what we live in right now. And if you're not taking advantage of that, like you're you're missing out. So, you know, for me, it's like just building a network of people that and using whatever tools and resources, this clubhouse thing is incredible. Yeah. I've, I've made connections through club. I mean, that's how I found Billy and Travis that we're in the inner circle podcasting group with is through clubhouse. I have made legitimate relationships through the, through my old where's Larry podcast. I, I made a friend who is lives in Scotland and he literally, we used to do a call in segment where people can call in and uh, give their response to a question. Mm. And every week, and every week this guy would call in and he would give his response to the question. And he was like the funniest guy. Right. So ultimately now we're, we start chatting it up with him and, and we ended up bringing him in. We, we ended up giving the question of the week segment to him. <laughs> so like he would actually record the question of the week and we would, his name's Johnny Pugs and we would call it the Johnny Pugs question of the week. And, you know, I had this internet friendship with this guy for two and a half years, three years be- because I, we met through my podcast and he's like, yeah, I'm coming from Scotland to New York. And I had him over my house for Thanksgiving. Him and his wife came to my house for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that that you can do in this world right now that is just incredible. You see what I mean? Yeah. Nah, I, that's awesome. I think that's a that's a beautiful thing, really the capability. Somebody shared that in our day and age where we're at now, Honestly, you're one to two people away from that connection that you're looking to make. It used to be six or seven, but the way social media and technology has fed this up for us, it's just a matter of just going out and asking. And if you don't ask, the answer is always no. But if you ask, you have that 50-50 shot that there may be a yes. Um, and so it, it's powerful. Oh, absolutely. And, and what's the worst that can happen? No is the worst that can happen. The worst thing that can happen is actually no is probably the is in the middle. Like no is probably the second best thing that can happen. The worst thing that can happen is no response, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody that anybody that does sales and business or cold calling or outbound knows that the worst response is no response. But <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, what's what's the worst that can happen? Like you said, you you ask and somebody says no or somebody doesn't respond. All right, on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. And so we like, we always have a segment. It's, it's about gratitude. I think we look at this as the, the power of gratitude and how that goes and what that does for our lives. And so when you're looking at everything right now, Danny, who are a couple individuals that maybe you haven't been able to say thank you to? Maybe there's a situation um, that you're grateful that took place a challenge. What are those things for you right now that you want to give gratitude to um, at this time? It's funny. I like my, literally my last episode was on teaching my son gratitude. So um, (laughs) it's, it's funny now that you're, now you're putting me on the spot. I've had some really good mentors 
right? And shout out Lonnie. Lonnie is one of my uh, mentors. And I'm going to follow his advice right now. He used, to, he used to tell me, be brief, be bright, be gone. Because <laughs> uh, I tend to ramble a little bit. So, but yeah, no, I, I think I think mentor, it's important to, to have mentors. And I'm grateful for the mentors that I've had. And Lonnie, who is not only taught me so much about business, taught me a ton about life and taught me a ton about uh, being a, a good father. And he's probably, he's my favorite guest that I've had on my podcast thus far, my favorite episode. Um, he's raised, he's raised four kids from, from 19 to, uh, they range from like 19 to 30. So mm. uh, four boys. So I, I'm grateful. That's, that's, that's somebody I'd like to acknowledge my gratitude to. Awesome. And so before we end the episode, we we like to give a shout out to Travis with Creighton Pod Deck. And so recently it. they just released a deck of That's My Dad. So I was like, oh, this is a perfect lineup here. So we'll grab a couple questions from here and then we'll do uh, one or two from some other decks. And so first one is, what about your dad are you proudest of? What about my dad am I proudest of? Yep. Oh, that he just goes above and beyond to, to, to always help. Sometimes getting help from him is frustrating because of like the way that he works. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, we, we just work, we, we operate completely differently, me and my dad. So we, we, when we work together, we butt heads a little bit, but I am so proud of the fact that, and uh, you know, what I learned from him the most is probably that I above and beyond anything like he would do anything for me and anything to help out his kids and you know as long as within what he thinks is right and everything so that's what i'm most proud of and i and i try to emulate that that's awesome i think when i look at my dad my dad's very quiet so he's very soft-spoken he's got a spirit of uh gentleness about him so he it takes a lot to make him angry and so that right there alone picking that up from my dad is something that I've always had very I've got I take time to get to know people um so it's the quietness it's kind of flipped a little bit but really just the gentleness that my dad has had with his spirit and just who he is as a person that's for myself that'd be what I'm proudest of my dad so for dads so both of us are dads here what's the secret to raising good kids (laughs) <laughs> I mean, there's no secret sauce, right? It's, it's, it takes a lot. I would say, I would say, you know, communication is key. Just be, mm. being transparent, um, uh, you know, keeping the lines of communication open. Um, but I, I would say, yeah, I, I would, I would, uh, I'm gonna leave it there. Communication. If I had, if I had to really boil it down to one thing, um, I think it could encompass a lot, but communication, unconditional love, those, mm. those two. That's yeah. No, I think it's interesting because really where I'm at now, because of everything that I've gone through, it really has opened up the doors where I'm very open with my kids, have very deep discussions, um, normal things that, because for me, I've got two daughters. And so the flip side of being a dad with two daughters is a very unique thing because as guys, when it comes to, female uh cycles and the period and whatnot a lot of times us as guys we freak out but <laughs> as daughters, 
it's one of those things that my oldest i've talked to my oldest and i'm like i don't i'm not a woman so i i only know the surface level stuff but i need you to talk to your mom because she's getting to that age she's going into the seventh grade next year girls are very vicious when they're growing up um and so it's the whole body changing all that it's one of those things of need to make sure you have this conversation with your mom open because also like if there's something going on i want my daughters to know hey if there's something going on i can go still talk to dad uh, talk to dad and it's not going to be anything of an issue he gives me space i can still be myself um so that way if something is going wrong they don't have that fear factor of if i go share something dad's not gonna listen or we're gonna get uh, pushed away and not be heard and whatnot. So for me, I believe it's that communication piece, but really it's having deeper conversations and not being fearful to have different conversations that maybe we didn't have growing up. Um, so that's for myself. Yeah, that's, that's, that's excellent too. You know, I, I would say one other thing to like add to it is just like not to give them power over you. It's another uh, it's, that's, that's important because once, once they have that, you know, then it, it, they could take them down a, a, the wrong path. I gotcha. Last one here is, uh, would you rather, would you rather have a Texan uh, accent and live in New York or have a New York accent and live in Texas, New York accent, and live in Texas. I don't even have to think about that one because <laughs> I have a, I have a really thick New York accent already. Right. And I would, I love Texas. I've moved to Texas in a heartbeat right now. If I had, if I could, Texas is a, it's a, the beautiful people in Texas, man. A lot of fun. You ever been to Texas or no? I have. Yeah, no. So it's a, it's a unique location, but it's like anywhere else in the U S like I've been to New York. A lot of people that come across New Yorkers uh, have an experience of very gruffness sometimes, but that's just that environment of New York city and New yeah. York in general. I've had it because I'm a native of Colorado, but people are like, are you from Chicago? Are you from Boston? Like you have, you sound like you're uh freaking uh, Rocky. Um, I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> but when I look at that, I'd have a New York accent living in Texas. So just yeah, uh, yeah. what I'm all about. So you want, you want to hear a funny New York accent in Texas story, actually? I went down to Texas. Uh, my, I had a sales team in Texas. Uh, my One of my good buddy of mine and a sales, he was a sales manager that reported to me and we had his entire team. He had like 15 direct reports and we are at a, oh, what's that burger place? I think you got it out there too. Oh, oh, In-N-Out Burger, right? Oh, In-N-Out yeah. Burger, right? And I am kind of manning the line, like letting everybody order their in and out order, and then I'm going to pay for it. Right. And, uh, you know, so everybody's stepping up, stepping up, stepping up and putting their order in. And then like this guy steps up, who's not part of the group. And like, I turned to him like, wait, man, you're not a part of this. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> in my like very New York voice and the guy from Texas, like, uh, that worked for me. He just goes like, he goes, you didn't realize that you, he's like, for you, that's not rude. Like for you in New York, like the way that you did that, like would not be rude, but like in Texas, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he just like, he could, he thought it was so funny. Uh, maybe that, that's, that, that story did not, did not come out as funny as uh, you can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just that experience. It's just highlighting really that difference in cultures and whatnot. So it's yeah. a unique thing really. 
it was, um, it was kind of funny. I'm like, you're not a part of this. And, and like, but I didn't say it like I was angry or anything. It was just like, but it, I guess it came off like a little abrasive because of my yeah, New York attitude yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> so anyway. if, if people wanted to make contact, wanted to contact you, I know you got the podcast. And so sure. on several, probably all the different platforms right now with the podcast. Yeah, any, anywhere where you get podcasts, uh, I'm on there. So, you know, your iTunes, your Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google, whatever. Um, you can connect with me there. Uh, but the best place, if you really want to connect directly with me, is Instagram. I'm an easy Instagram handle. I am uh, at dad podcaster. So you can find me there. Uh, no problem. You know, it's funny because, you know, I was like, kept trying to sp- spell Del Vecchio to people. Uh, and okay. I was like, oh, screw this. I'm at Dad Podcaster now. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so. make, it, make it simple. Make it easy. Anybody that is listening to the podcast or goes and checks it out, and if you really fall in love with that community, all I suggest is leave a feedback, leave a review, give the five-star rating on Apple. I think Apple's the only one that does this five-star sure. rating. Honestly, for myself as a podcaster and Patrick, when we talk to people, that's one thing that we share with our audience that is if you're listening and then you go check somebody else out and it really resonates, leave that feedback because that helps us as content creators to get that feedback, see what really resonates. And then also we have diff- several different avenues. We have our pod pages. So you have that as an avenue. So for us, it's under two native sons, the two spelled yep. out. Um, but there's that yeah. avenue too for our community to go leave a voicemail and give that feedback verbally that allows us to listen, hear what's going on. And we tell people, we're like, if you disagree, leave that with us because that helps sure. us human have that disagreement there. It allows us to see a different perspective. So we'll put um, the IG handle. We'll put the podcast out there. I'll hyperlink yeah. it in the show notes so people can go click on it. Cool. Um, but ultimately for the Legacy Ninjas, if you guys are struggling or you just don't know what to do, you the guests that we have on here, reach out and talk to them. Uh, Patrick and I, if you're looking at building a business or trying to figure out a way to extract your legacy or you're just stuck, send us a message. We'll help you out. We'll sit there and kind of see what that is for you so you can start extracting it. But other than that, want to appreciate, thank everybody for coming and checking out the episode. Danny, I want to have, uh, say thank you for coming on, sharing your wisdom, sharing your insight, giving back to the community. And so as we tell everybody that comes on as guests, you're now a legacy ninja yourself. As you're oh, hell yeah. Guest. And um, as you think about it, is there anything that you would like to leave the audience? Maybe came up during the conversation towards the end. You're like, man, I want to leave this with the audience. Wasn't able to talk about it during the uh, during the conversation. Oh man, I feel like I've, I've imparted enough wisdom for one day. Uh, <laughs> no, like I said, the biggest thing that I said I would say is, you know, I'm going to repeat this. It's you know, try as many things as you possibly can to learn what you love, and when you find that thing that you love, keep doing it. Love it. Take those notes right there. That's anybody that's listening. Take that as a note. Sit down and really extract it. That's a, a nugget right there. A huge nugget that people really need to listen to and hold on. So. Other than that, we'll end the episode with that right there. And for our fellow Legacy Ninjas, we'll catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.